the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Grace Bible Church here in Hayward, hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Pastor Jesse Gastand has been journeying through Esther. And we're in chapter 2, verses 12 through 18 today. In honor of the crown, Esther, appointed by God, for God. The significance for you and I as believers is really quite remarkable as you take the time to study Esther in light of the allegory that we see, this allegory of bride and groom, the bride of Christ, and the, the church that he is betrothed to. And it's all found in Esther and the king that she becomes betrothed to. And the story along the way provides for us a variety of nuggets and jewels that we can take to ourselves for the glory of God and our good. Join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan. Frequently, God uses in the Bible the term secret or hidden ones. And haven't we already stated that Hadassah is God's hidden one? She's his secret hand, while Mordecai is God's hidden heart. God is moving the heart of Mordecai, representing God's heart, in connection with Hadassah, and they're going to protect the whole of Israel because Israel is about to be under indictment for destruction. Hadassah then is a hidden one, hidden. She must remain hidden. And I say that God has, in his eternal counsel of grace, placed Hadassah in the head. Not just the head, her Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just the head, God Almighty. For all believers are in the head from before the foundation of the world, are we not? God chose us in Christ before the world began. That means he has preserved us and he has protected us from eternal harm, even though we may live down here in the most lowly state. But he has placed her in his sovereign decree inside the head, and that is the king. This is amazing. When I get there, I'm going to get there in a minute. When I get there, you're going to find out this dude actually loved this girl. He actually loved her. Now, how can a Persian monarch of his magnitude love a little slave girl like Hadassah? It couldn't have been that she was just hot. Don't you lose your mind. I mean, she was cute. But this brother about to give it all up for her. I want to know the secret, don't you, sisters? And it starts here. It starts here. Beauty is vain. But the woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. This is where it starts. What you want is God to promote you. Never you to promote yourself. Never you to manipulate your way into a position because of how, how cunning you are and slick you are with your words. That's seduction. That's not attraction. 
And it's an evidence of either a lack of faith or a weakness of faith, right? When you're pulling out your tool sets to get by manipulating it, you ain't really asking God to help you. You're taking his gifts and do what Ezekiel, Ezekiel 16 said. Israel took her beauty and lent it out to all of the men all across the land. You guys remember that? And God said, now girl, you are really jacked up. Because most of the chicks around here, when they're whoring like that, they get paid. You giving it away for free. That's your Bible. That's your Bible. Okay? That's your Bible. That's your Bible. God said, now I thought I raised at least a smart enough woman to get paid. But you giving it away. This shows you the reprobation and insanity of people who first come to the true and the living God and then walk away from him. He gives them up to reprobation so that they practice insanity. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so what we're dealing with, with this idea of the sovereign counsel of God to place her in the head, there is a sort of enigmatic event that occurred in the book of Exodus chapter 4 that corresponds with this concept of being the head or the tail. Now, didn't we learn that the head is the ancient and the honorable? And the tail is the prophet that teaches lies? It was the tail of the dragon in Revelation 13 that cast down the third part of the stars of heaven. Did it not? How powerful is the tail then? That's a whole nother message. But how powerful is the tale? How powerful is the prophet that teaches lies? How powerful is false doctrine? How powerful is deception and manipulation and lies? How powerful it is. It's so powerful, the whole world lies in the lap of the wicked one. Lies are powerful. And that's why people go after them. But you know when God picked up Moses on the backside of that mountain, that stuttering Hebrew who didn't have any confidence in himself, remember humility before honor. You see how God had to humble him and train him and break him down for 40 years before exalting him. God says, I want you to go into the greatest nation in the world, Egypt, and tell Pharaoh face to face, let my people go. Moses said, not me. How am I do that? And God says, let me see that stick that's in your hand. Throw that stick down on the ground. You guys remember that? Not just a stick, a shepherd's stick. Throw that stick down on the ground. And when that stick went down on the ground, what did God do? He turned it into a fiery serpent. And Moses jumped back. I would have too. I don't like snakes. So Moses don't like snakes because they killed his sheep. And he loved his sheep. So he doesn't like anything that's going to harm his sheep. And the snake, proverbially through the scriptures, largely represents who? God said, grab that snake by the tail. Boom! And what does that represent? Having authority over the wicked one. That's what I mean by God placing Hadassah in the head. He placed Hadassah in the head. All the rest of the brothers bumped up to the kingship. David, I mean, Daniel bumped up against the kingship. Nehemiah bumped up against the kingship. Ezra bumped up against the kingship. Esther sat down on the throne in the kingship. Huge difference. Because what's given to her now is power and authority to kill and to save. Do you hear what I'm saying? What an amazing honor this young lady receives. 
Point number two then in our outline, let's keep going. I want to see if I can break on into this and and begin to consummate our thoughts. There's something else going on here that's absolutely fabulous that we need to know. A pattern and legacy of what? Persian kings. So here is what I would call the uh, tip of the iceberg being removed. Let's, Let's remove the tip of the iceberg. It's the pillar that we see. And let's look at the foundation that we don't see. Do you know that Xerxes is the name of Ahasuerus that's about to marry Hadassah? But Xerxes has a father. Do you know what Xerxes' father's name is? Darius. Now, if you know Darius, you know Darius is the brother in Daniel chapter 5 and 6 who loved him some Daniel. You guys understand that? He loved him some Daniel. Remember when he messed up and established the decree to punish anyone who would worship any other god and they had to throw Daniel into the lion den and they put a stone around that? Do you notice now how Darius is walking all night long very much like Mordecai? Mordecai is walking and praying. Darius is walking and praying. And Darius couldn't wait for the morning. He came to the, to the, to the uh, cave, to the pit. He said, Daniel. Daniel said, live forever, O king. That brother was happy. Wasn't he happy? This is an interesting point that I want to make. For those of you who love your Bible, God is the God of all flesh. He's the God of pagans, and he's the God of believers. He's the God of secular rulers, and he's the God of sacred rulers. God turns all the hearts of the kings. He gives promotion. He gives demotion. God cares, uses, and employs everyone for his purpose. Do you understand that? And he works intimately with them as he does with us. Why? Because God is the Lord of lords, and he is the what? King of kings. And every ruler in every system has to deal with God because God has a purpose that he's fulfilling in this world. I thoroughly enjoy Darius, but I enjoy Darius's father even more. Do you know what his name was? It's in your outline, Cyrus. Now Cyrus was prophesied several hundreds of years before he actually was born. That's Isaiah chapter 44 And then Isaiah chapter 45, two critical books in the uh, anthem of the book of Isaiah, two critical chapters. Chapter 44 is amazing. Chapter 45 is utterly astounding. It is so filled with rich Christocentric anticipations that I wonder how it is that Cyrus could even be there. I want you to know that Cyrus himself knew that God had raised him up. Cyrus literally wrote that in the book of Ezra. The God of heaven raised me up to let Israel know that they should go back home, reestablish their temple, and reestablish their their citizenry. And he quickly sent out the command for them to go back. Do you guys remember that? He quickly sent out the command for them to go back. Well, I I want you to see something here. If, in fact, Cyrus is Darius's father, and he was... And if Darius was Xerxes' father, then Cyrus is Xerxes' grandfather. Here's what you get out of that. Xerxes has a legacy of ruling fathers who favored Israel continually. 
Are y'all with me? Stay with me now. Because you know how you all excited about how the mystery brings two people together, a man and a woman, right? You know how we get, how did that happen? Who is he and who is she? They all have backgrounds, don't they? And, And sometimes their backgrounds is a major, major factor in how well they come together. Is that true? Look how good God is. He raised up Hadassah in the Persian rule where not only Cyrus demanded and wrote in the law of the Mede and the Purge that Israel should go back, have their temple, establish their rule, but then Darius also reinforced it so much so that once he got Daniel out of the lion's den, he destroyed all those men who had set up that decree. In other words, Xerxes is poised to love Hadassah enough that when the decree goes out to kill her people that he will not know, his love for her is going to so quickly grant her the power that God gave her to turn that judgment around. See, I believe what the Bible says. Do you? Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Do you? I believe the Bible when it says you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Do you believe that? I believe the Bible when it says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every mouth that rises up you against you in judgment, you will condemn it. I believe God's word that says if you suffer, you shall also reign with him. Do you believe that? Because the Bible lays these patterns out in remarkable ways over and over and over and over and over. The Lord Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 6. No, not even a hair on your head will be bothered because your heavenly father knows what you need. In other words, even the believer in the state of humility, and that's where you and I are, we're in the state of humility. Just accept that. While as yet you live in this physical body, you're in the state of humility. Are you guys with me? You're not quite honored in the visible honor sense. In other words, you and I are in the process of sanctification. We are in that painful process, watch this now, that painful process of desiring to be something that we are not yet. We are in that painful struggle of desiring to do things that we cannot and do not do. We are in that painful place of humiliation where in our inner man we want to do the will of God, but we have a carnal man that brings us into captivity to the law of sin and death. And we find ourselves doing those things that we should not do, professing ourselves to be children of the living God. That's nasty. That's ugly. That's the stuff that keeps us honest believers on our face in tears. Lord, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And see, when your sin nature gets you the way it gets any of us, I don't care how much doctrine you know. When God humbles you and lets you experience the remaining sin in your nature and how vile and evil you can think and how vile and evil you can be, how vile and evil we can act. Have you discovered, child of God, you can be wretched? Have you discovered that? Have you discovered that you can set hell on fire all by yourself? Have you you discovered that? Have you discovered, as Paul said, that you are the chief of sinners? Have you discovered that? See, until you discover that, you don't understand the mercy that's available to you in Christ. It's very important for you to know. And I'm sure Hadassah knew it. 
because she was a sinner saved by grace too. She wasn't walking around free from her fallen nature. Are you kidding? She argued with her daddy. She argued with her daddy. Just like all children do. But ultimately she acquiesced because daddy loves her and daddy knows best. She submits to daddy and God blesses her. Look, this sister is in the palace now living large. I got about 15 minutes. Walk with me. Now you a slave girl and you know, you eating falafel, whatever, <laughs> with peas, lentils. Let's do lentils. And lentils are cool. I love my vegetables. You're doing lentils. We do black-eyed peas. We, you, but it, you, lentils or red beans, right? Or navy beans. Are y'all with me? Kidney beans, right? And, and we know how to get, some, get our groove on for $5. Don't we know how to do it? For $5, right? That's because we're in a slave status. That's, that's us. We eat well for $7. For three days, too, by the way. For three days. Do we know how to do it? Do we know how to do it? For three days. We know how to do it for three days. And we know every day hence is better than the day before. So we're rejoicing more in God's goodness to us to teach us how to live off the earth that God has given us. That's how poor people do it. I told you God even honors us in our poverty. This is why I wish you would count your blessing. All the complaining you do is dishonorable to God. All the complaining you do causes you to miss God's glory. When you are complaining, you are dishonorable and God closes your eyes to the bounty of his blessings in your life. He shuts the door because he, he resists the proud. Can I keep preaching? He resists the proud. He resists the proud. He only opens the door of his blessings to people who have accepted submission and humility. That's just the way that it works. Hadassah is enjoying the palace like any young girl would. The girl ain't but about 17 years old, Mary. You remember how you were with 17? You know how you was thinking at 17? I'm talking to Mary and Joseph, the two that had, had Jesus over there. <laughs> you, ladies, you know how it was at 17? He, <laughs> you know what you was doing. You were checking out all of the manicure and the pedicure and all, of, all that stuff was at her availability because she was being prepared. As we learned last week, it was a doctrine of what? Sanctification sanctification. So she was enjoying herself. But didn't she have to fight against the notions in her mind that this was about her? Did she have to fight against the tenacity or inclination to utilize her beauty to get to the throne? And we're going to learn in a minute, she prevailed because she did not take anything into the presence of the king by which to manipulate the king. She said, Lord, if you're going to keep rolling the way you're rolling, I ain't going to do nothing but roll with you. I ain't add nothing to this. This got to be enough. Is that right? Because that's essentially what she did. She committed herself to the Chamberlain when it was her turn to go in, and she didn't pump nothing up. Now, don't get me wrong. I need to just put this caveat. I understand makeup. Just putting it out there. Got that? Understand that. Just going back to the principle that makeup cannot make up for flawed character. Makeup cannot make up for a bad attitude. Makeup cannot make up for carnal thinking. You can't put beauty on the spirit. A meek and quiet spirit is what God has to train you to be. If you're going to be Sarah's daughter, he's got to train you to believe him 
and to trust him that the glow and the beauty of your nature and character will be enough to get you where God wants to get you. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. And so Xerxes, who's the father? Who is, Xer, who is Xerxes the father of? Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes is the man in the book of Nehemiah. That Nehemiah is saying, Lord, I want to go back to Jerusalem and help this mess that's there, and I need the favor of the king. Artaxerxes is the son of Xerxes, even though in your Bible, Nehemiah is before Ezra, it should be after Ezra chronologically. Are y'all learning something today? Are you learning something today? Here's what I'm saying overall so I can move to my final point. When you see God put you in a position of blessing, when you see him put you in a position of promotion or favor of so many different kinds, remember the pedestal. The pedestal is what you can see. But remember that the pedestal is on a foundation and the foundation are the things you cannot see. You have to know that God was working long beforehand with your soul by the time he brought you to the place of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to know he was making a way where there was no way, that he was turning the hearts of men and women, that he was stopping evil in your life to get you where you had to be. Are you hearing me? Now watch this. We know this is the case because in the book of Ezra and in the book of Nehemiah, as we're about to deal with in the book of Esther, Israel had enemies trying to kill them all the time. In your own time, read Ezra chapter 9. It actually gives the history of the kings from Cyrus to Ahasuerus, all the way to uh, Artaxerxes, and all the enemies that tried to wipe Israel out. Guess what? Esther knew this. She knew that her people were in a precarious state. That's called humility. Daily, she was living with God's provision through her father, Mordecai. Am I making some sense? It's important for you and I then to embrace the struggle. Let me say this as I get to my final point. Embrace the struggle. Because there's a notion that somehow we shouldn't struggle. I see it every day in professing Christians. And God has set structures in your life. Structures to keep you from acting more of a fool than you would if those structures weren't there. Somebody say amen. amen. And he will keep those structures there because he's conforming you to the image of Christ. God knows if he removed those structures and just let you do what you want to do, you would never make it to glory. You would never make it. So he restrains things in our life. He restrains goals. He restrains objectives. He restrains plans. Many times they're weight in order to prove whether or not you recognize you're a child of God. And you can't just go when you want to go and do what you want to do. Now, now, one more point as we go to our last point. I want to help you here because I hear this with parents. And then I hear it with grown folk too. This don't make no sense, but I hear it. You can do anything you want to do. Scratch that out of your vocabulary. It's not even logical rhetorically. It's not logical philosophically. And it's certainly not logical practically. Child of God, do you know you can't do whatever you want to do? Did you know that? You can't do whatever you want to do. You can't be whatever you want to be. Don't tell your child, girl, you can be whatever you want to be. No, you can't. 
There are a list of things that God has purposed in your life that you can do. And even those you won't do until you follow the rules. How humbling it would be for us to discover that there were levels of blessing that, I, that were at our availability that we never were able to enter into and enjoy because of a lack of discipline. Because of a lack of discipline. Because we failed to obey our Heavenly Father in the small things. He doth not give us the larger blessings because He cannot, He cannot, He cannot, He cannot trust us. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? I'm so glad I got a church that does not mind hearing it like it is. Because there are a lot of churches that just don't care for it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Because here, watch this. That is not a problem for God. All it requires on your part and mine is to humble ourselves. Such a wonderful time hearing God's Word. It's our hope and prayer that you're growing in grace as you take the time to study God's Word with us. We thank you for joining us. This is Way of Grace, the ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We would leave you with an invitation. If you enjoyed the time you've had with us today studying God's Word, please consider this a formal invitation to join us in person. Sunday services at Grace Bible Church in Hayward are at 11 a.m. Sunday schools at 10. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We've got a lot of folks from all over and from a variety of churches joining us Friday evenings at 8 p.m. for this Bible study. You're invited to either one. We're located at 20450 Royal Avenue. That's here in Hayward. And the zip code is 94541. If you're trying to tom-tom us or uh, Google us for the map, you can also get directions at our website, grace-bible.com. Again, that's grace-bible.com. Or simply call for directions, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. As always, we have CDs available. You can download the messages off our website or call us and order a CD of today's broadcast or any program that you have heard here on Way of Grace. We'd be more than happy to get one out to you. You can call us at 510-886-9782 or stop by our website, grace-bible.com. We do thank you for spending time with us today. Trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.